What's up, guys? It's Mike and Mark from LRM Online, and we are bringing you a special podcast today. We're actually on the way back home from Wizard World Comic Con that just uh, made its stop in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, we spent the weekend there, uh, had a lot of fun, got to meet a lot of different celebrities, got to talk to a lot of interesting people, got to see a lot of great cosplay going on, um, and just had a great overall atmosphere to it. I'd like to thank Wizard World, you know, right off the bat for allowing us to come and cover this event. You know, they, they did a great job. I thought, you know, for all the cons that I've been to, and I've been to a lot since probably I started coming to cons since like 93, 94. My dad took me a lot in the southern areas that um, Wizard World does do a good job. It's a family-oriented uh, type convention. So uh, we're just going to kind of start off with, you know, what we thought was the best part of it, and then we'll kind of go into a little bit more details later on. So uh, send it over to Mark. Mark, what did you like the best uh, from this convention? Uh, I really enjoyed uh, just the celebrities that were there. Um, I felt that uh, I go into a little bit more detail on my review that will be um, up on the site here soon, but I feel that uh, all of the celebrities who were there were very sincere. You know, I, I've been to some uh, cons before where it's just like, you know, it reminds me of the, the Santa Claus and um, Christmas story. Oh, where yeah. Where it's just like, come on, keep them moving, keep right? Moving. And Like a bad Santa. Yeah, type oh, yeah, up. absolutely. And, like, they seemed sincere, and especially as, you know, as the weekend goes on, I'm sure they get tired and whatnot. I know people are coming and going, but they seem legitimately sincere. Um, you know, some of the ones that we obviously uh, dealt with, um, Jason David Frank, uh, uh, Sarah Underwood, um, Sam, so, Jones. Sam Jones, Kevin who's Sorbo. awesome, Kevin Sorbo, Ray Park was there. Um, so, yeah, you know, just a lot of great uh, down-to-earth people that seemed to actually, you know, I felt like they would ask you questions or say something nice that, you know, I mean, was fairly sincere, it seemed like. So uh, I thought it was good, and I thought um, there were really a lot of celebrities for all different generations, so it didn't really matter where you were. Like, for us, the nostalgia of Jason David Frank from uh, being on the Power Rangers, obviously, right. being Tommy the Green Ranger, and that was awesome, right? Or And then uh, it was also interesting, uh, I think you even brought it up with um, Sam Jones, you know, because we would uh, know him from Flash, Flash Gordon, which was really, you know, even a little bit before us, but yeah. still even watching it, where other kids were coming up. Yeah, because I grew, like, I was born probably right after Flash yeah. Gordon, yeah. around that time, and so I didn't see it as a kid, but in the 90s, that was kind of like, in oh, this, yeah. like pre-Star Wars prequels and stuff like that, everybody was still living in the nostalgics, mm -hmm. so Flash Gordon would every so often make a, a comeback right. on, you know, syndicated television, and you watch it, um, you know, on Nick at Night or whatever, like that type of, those type of channels, and um, that's how I remembered him, and then you have this new wave of young kids know him from the Ted movies, which is yep. hilarious, you know, I thought. That's what the one of the kids said. He's like, I loved you in Ted. He's like, yeah. thanks. And I'm like, oh, it's just so <laughs> funny. that's what he wants to be remembered for. Right, for, yeah. For the movie of Ted, that's hilarious. Absolutely. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I think that was great. Uh, and actually seeing a lot of these people, um, and they, you know, took their, you know, took their time in line. They were just rushing through people and trying to get them out of there. Um, but, you know, there were Gene Simmons was there. Yeah, um, his line was ridiculous. Oh, his line was crazy. Yeah, we couldn't get into that one. But still even seeing him and just... Uh, and then, obviously, there were some of the WWE superstars. Um, wasn't there today on Saturday, but, like, tomorrow, Dean Ambrose and Becky Lynch will be there. Natalia was there today. Um, I think AJ, AJ Styles was there yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, just a lot of uh, different individuals. And then, um, uh, like, Dukes of Hazard was represented there. Yep. 
um, Star Trek, just, you know, a, a lot Michelle of... Michelle Nicole. Yeah. Making her she looks great, too. Oh, my God, yeah. Great. Good for her. Um, but, yeah, I thought, I thought that was great. The only inclusion that I thought was rather odd, even though he had quite the line, was Ryan Lochte. Ryan Lochte was there, ladies and gentlemen. So weird. Mr. I mean, Olympian himself, Mr. Rio de Janeiro. Uh, I, I mean, you want to talk about PR. That, I mean... If you, Lochte's doing it right. Let me tell you that right now, okay? Because if you mess up in Hollywood or in the sports world, the people that are over, if they give you the fastest are nerds, like comic geeks and stuff like that. Because, you know, those are the people that basically, you know, have had, you know, the biggest struggles, especially in the 80s, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s. If you were a comic book nerd like me, I mean, you know, you took your, your lickings with people, you know, making fun of you or whatever, stuff like that. So you're pretty forgiving when people you know, do wrongs and stuff like that, but man, I cannot believe it, he did autographs for free, he did selfies for free, the only thing he, he actually charged was, for, like, in the photo booth, photo ops and everything like that, so, I mean, kudos to him, but yeah, you, just hanging around his booth area and watching him sign autographs, you could tell he was the odd man out of the group, like, he had no clue what was going on. Yeah, and, you know, I, I don't know, it was, it was odd, but hey, whatever, you know, first thing I said to one of my friends that told me, he was like, I didn't even know he liked comics, just like joking around, yeah. obviously. But, hey, you know, to each their own. Got to get back on your feet. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's good for kids to say they met an Olympian. You know, sure. I, I think about a year or two from now, everybody's going to forget about this yeah. and stuff. You know, he'll, as long as he doesn't mess up anymore and everything, yeah. he'll, he'll stay, out of the, stay out of that spotlight. Yeah, over there. some of these kids will, you know, grow up and then, you know, they'll have a, an autographed picture of Ryan Lochte, you know. Right. People forget that he's the second most decorated Olympian yeah. of all time behind Phelps. So that's, you know, it's something to hold your hat on and stuff. And, you know, to have that opportunity to meet an Olympian like that is very sure. impressive. Yeah. You know, it doesn't happen all the time. So, And I don't think it's, it was, for me, it, I don't think it was the fact of it being Ryan Locke. I think it was the setting and it being Ryan Locke. It's right. just, like, not where I would think that he would be. But, like I said, hey, whatever. Uh, go where you want to go. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So you know that that was really cool. Um, I think it was it was a good uh, con for gamers if you're a gamer, right? Uh, because they had a lot of open play areas. So they had it well, the Tekken Seven tournament, right? Yeah. It was so they had a tournament, which was cool because that was a weekend long tournament, and the winner would uh, get a check for a thousand dollars. But they also had a lot of open play areas. But that was in the um, Bandai. Bandai. Yeah, oh. Bandai Namco area, and it was cool though because you know there were like three different games that you could play. That's something that I thought would be packed, but there always seemed to be at least some room for people to play. I mean, it, it was you know people were all there playing, but that just shows you the popularity of esports and yeah. you know, growing is that now that they actually have a you know a, like an area in conventions and stuff like that. Because you know last week I went to Dragon Con and um, I you know I wrote about it. That, the America's Mart, which is this big warehouse building, they actually used to only use one of them. There's three of them. The uh, Dragon Con only used to use one for the, and split it between the vendors and like board games and like magic and so forth. And then this this year they had to reserve two of the America's Marts, and one building was reserved just for vendors, and then the other one was reserved for gaming, and it was two stories worth of gaming wow. of like video game style and stuff. So esports wow. is making its way up and up and up, and then we also got the 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 VR demo by Newegg oh, yeah. that we got to try out and stuff, and Mark's going to post a review about that, so yeah, I mean, pretty cool. you know, gaming is definitely making its way up there. 
Well, especially we even talked to, um, you know, the director there of uh, New Egg, and he, we were even talking about how, you know, we never thought virtual reality would be as far along as, as it is now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I said, I'll cover more of that in my article, but it was a really, that was a really cool experience as well, and just tied into kind of the gaming theme uh, of um, Wizard World, which was, you know, pretty neat. What did, uh, you, what did you probably enjoy the most out of all I, of it? I think, and so, out of all the cons I've been to recently, and I've been, you know, traveling a lot these past couple weekends and stuff like that, what got me about Wizard World, and it's, uh, not saying anything disrespectful about the other cons that I've been to, was that this was a very family-oriented type of con. You know, it's everything was centrally located. It wasn't spread out. You know, I understand that, like, you know, your Dragon Cons, your San Diego Comic Cons, um, your, your other big ones uh, that you have, the Mega Cons and so forth, that you, you can't put everything in one massive right. room. But Wizard World does it so that, you know, they pick locations and they pick cities that can host that... Um, may or not have like big cons come in their area and what they do is they choose you know these big convention areas so that everything can be hosted in one area so that if you have a family of four and like you have some or you bring some kids that you can easily say look here go have fun here's a you know a couple bucks you know spend it all you want and we'll meet back here at three o'clock and head home and stuff it's right. not like oh you got to go to this place to go to this panel this place to this panel and so forth they did have panel rooms but uh, the main panel area where a lot of the celebrities did their Q&As was on the main floor alongside the you know, signing booths and so forth uh, and the photo booth opportunity. So I really like that, especially with me having two little girls that, sure. you know, um, pretty soon I'll be bringing them with me to a lot of these cons. And, they'll, you know, uh, uh, like that always scares me, especially like, you know, when you go to the big, big cons, you know, you have to be, you know, very careful where you're walking around and making sure you don't lose them. And, you know, and then the kids don't like traveling all these places they like to just be centrally located so that to me you know makes wizard world you know very unique and different from the other cons um right and i don't think in any way it's you know i even kind of wrote about that in my review is that it's not that other cons aren't family friendly but i think this one just focused more on right. family like you said with i mean it was in a you know it was in a convention center but still a smaller area right um and you did see a lot more families and it was cool because a lot of the the families actually were all cosplay, you know, cosplay yeah. together um it, some more i would say kind of reserve cosplay for the majority yeah like um, the, there was no risk compared sure. to the, the bigger ones right to, right like the, the cosplaying was very tame very you know mm-hmm. pg rated it wasn't sure. everybody you know with uh, anything hanging out, parts hanging out, and stuff like that. Right. Because you go to some of these new, like these bigger cons now, and there are are people there that you know cosplaying's yeah. their thing, but sure. they, they take it to another level. Right. And it's not like you don't like, want your five year old. Right. To see it. And not like slamming online. No, no, like, no, no, that's no. fine. But like I said, it's just a completely different yeah, there, type there of. There are cons for that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and that's where you know you you host it and stuff. But this one, I think you know. Wizard World did a great job of, you know, promoting it, you know, as family-oriented, and sure. they kept it, you know, very family-oriented, even even though they served alcohol there and stuff like that. Like, one, it's one of the few cons that I've gone to um, that in the main convention area that they were serving alcohol, but, but they're probably like, realizing that people have their kids with them, so oh, they're going to need that. alcohol to get there. They're just going to be like, hey, look, daddy's going to sit over here right. and get a couple brewskis in and stuff, yeah. but, you know, it was, without a doubt, all the families were having a great time, and what, like, kind of going on what you said about celebrities it was amazing to see how families got to interact so like for instance uh, jason david frank so we know jason david frank from our youth and yeah, you know power right. rangers and so forth um and 
kids know the new Power Rangers, but their dads and their moms thought, look, this is the Power Rangers of what I grew up, and that was yeah. that link, and so you could see kids kind of getting excited meeting Jason David Frank or um, Sam, Jones, Sam Jones, you know, that, right. that link between yeah. um, uh, between Ted and Flash, Flash Gordon, Ray Park with Star Wars and him being Toad and uh, now with Snake Eyes and yeah. the G.I. Joe right. series and stuff, that that is like, that's cool that you get to see in these new cons that these actors, you know, that are, are staying in, in their roles and, you know, continuing on and coming to these conventions that families can share that relationship. So a photo op, an autograph really means something, you know, because yeah. um, like when my, my dad and I would go to cons and, you know, it was kind of, it was a little bit different. Um, we didn't have that bond per se. Right. Especially, like, when we used to go to sports conventions and go get autographs, you know, he would take me to see a lot of these, like, Hall of Fame um, baseball players or old-time NFL players. I had no clue who they sure. were. And you just see them on a picture and, like, well, you know, they're just a okay, bunch of old right. guys that played, you know, baseball or football. Um, you know, and I'd only cared about the new players and stuff like that. But with this, is like, you know, like Sam Jones, hey, I know that guy from Ted. Right, yeah. Your exactly. dad knows him as Flash Gordon. Right. You know, um, even Kevin Sorbo, you know, the Kevin Sorbo for us is Hercules and oh, so yeah. forth. But that, that uh, being that character of Hercules, all you do is you tell your kid, hey, look, that guy's Her- Hercules. And all the kids know, either from the Disney movie or some sort of, you know, type of uh, family entertainment, who Hercules is and, and you know they're able to share that bond you know there's there probably was maybe two or three actors there that you didn't get that kind of click and ryan lochte you know um (laughs) but it didn't matter though i mean they still were all great right even gene simmons you know remember we saw a little kid in costume oh yeah that was was crazy so definitely a good time um you know the cosplaying was you know was definitely good you know i'm gonna be posting a gallery up here soon um this weekend for you guys to check that out and look at all the different cosplayers. Uh, probably number one cosplay costume, Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we saw, and that's just, that's been the trend. Yeah, absolutely. Since the, since the past probably seven, eight months. So Harley Quinn has been number one at the con. Um, handful of, handful of Deadpools, but not as yeah. many as I thought. Uh, yeah, Deadpool's not as many, you know, well, Dragon Con, you, you couldn't walk ten feet sure. without seeing a Deadpool. A lot of um, jokers. A lot of jokers, yeah. So Harley, Joker, um, you know, some anime characters I'm not too familiar with. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. A couple of Batmans. Star Wars. Star Yeah, a lot of Rays. Rays. Uh, yeah, Rays. a lot of... It's like a go-to yeah. for a lot of girls, I think. And then, you know, yeah, a couple... One guy was Finn. No Kylo Ren's. I was shocked about that. I was, too. Yeah. So, like, at Dragon Con and, you know, a couple of the other ones before that I've gone to... Um, Kylo Ren has been a really popular character, especially with the younger kids. Um, you know, that's their their Darth Vader and stuff. But I, I don't think I saw one. I no, I didn't. So um, probably craziest thing we saw at the convention is you could get a tattoo. Um, yeah. At the convention, there's a, a booth uh, located yeah. from uh, Richard Kirby. Yeah. Richard Kirby with plastic tattoos. He's actually. Uh, in the Richmond area, so if you're in the Richmond area, I'd definitely look him up. Uh, you can also follow him uh, on Instagram at Curb Slider, K-A-R-B-S-L-I-D-E-R. But yeah, I'd never really seen anything like that, but I mean, it was pretty cool. He was doing tattoos on the spot right there, and a lot of them were comic characters, right. you know, or um, I saw some anime characters as well. Yeah, it was 
So it's, cool. He did yeah. an awesome job. He's a really down-to-earth guy, too. Yeah, and so you would think that, you know, for me, I'm going to a convention. If I'm doing, if I'm getting any type of artwork, I'm thinking I'm getting it from, like, comic artists, and they're doing sketches. But, no, this way, yeah. you get this for permanent, for right. life. You know, it's not going up on a wall. It's going up on your skin. So that was really a, cool. I think that's the first time I've ever yeah. seen that type of uh booth, yeah. you know, event type going on, you can get your own personal tattoo, um, and we had the, the, the test out for the VR demo uh, by Newegg, that was pretty amazing, so uh, Newegg is a software company based out of California, uh, they've been traveling around to some of the different conventions with Wizard World and a couple other ones, uh, and basically giving free demos of the uh, new VR system they haven't put in place. And to be honest, I had no clue what to expect. Yeah. Like, I didn't, it, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, so VR, it's in its, you know, it's in its infancy. And, you yeah. know, you know, you're just getting the Oculus coming out and the HTC uh, Vive, Vive coming out, too, that, you know, so it's in its very, very infant stages, you know, not a lot of games and everything. Um, and so when we, you know, Went to go cover this we weren't we didn't really have high expectations we were just like hey look let's try it out at you know worst you know worst thing is, is we get to play for you know a video game for about 15 20 minutes and you know have fun with it and stuff but oh my gosh um the this was i mean absolutely amazing like i told um you know mark here when we were testing out is that never in my dreams when i was a kid would i ever think that virtual reality video gaming would be during my lifetime. I never, like, you know, I thought the virtual boy for... No, 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 that's what killed Nintendo, it. Me, yeah, it was I like, was thinking of that virtual was like boy. this is it, this is what virtual... All like, I could think of was vir virtual boy and the movie The Lawnmower Man. Yeah, and I was like, if that, like, uh. And so, being able to to test out something like that was unbelievable. They had a, what was the name of the game uh, that we played? It was Space... Uh, space Pirate Training. Yeah, Space first. Pirate Training. Um, and you get... You get your VR goggles on uh, using the HTC Vive. Uh, you get two handheld controllers. One, or you can, you can use both handheld controllers to shoot guns, or you can switch it and basically. Um, yeah, you like take like the controller, shield. put it behind you, and bring yeah. it back, and it's a shield. Which and you can switch to your weapons yeah. and, that, and um, rapid fire. You and get these waves of drones coming at you, and you have to shoot them down and everything, and basically you have to protect yourself from getting shot at. And so it's. It was on point. Well, they're, they're, the drones are honestly 360 degrees around oh, you. Yeah. So you, what's cool is the way that they have the monitors set up. There's two monitors that come with it. You're almost in this box area. So unlike a lot of video games or even some other forms of virtual reality that some of the things might be moving to, there's kind of edges to the screen. Right. But with this, there honestly wasn't, whether it was up, down, left, right, whatever, because, you know, when I first started it, you know, I was getting shot by one of these drones from somewhere and it was all the way behind me. I literally had to turn my body all the way around and you could move out of the way of them when they're shooting you as at shooting at you as well which was really cool and not only that I think you and I both talked about this the best part about it was there was no lag to it. No that was all. amazing. Well I mean they had you know one of the best um, CPU ga uh, or gaming CPUs available to for them. So they were basically prepared to show, like, oh, to yeah. show off this bad boy, and so, you know, it was no lag. But what made it so different for me is that, um, so, looking at VR, you know, systems already out there, like the Oculus and everything, um, 
a lot of it's stationary, you yeah. know, like sitting down and stuff, and you can look around. But this one, you could move, and it would track it. And it's basically because of the uh, sensors up in the corners mm-hmm. or tracking your movement, too. So as you moved, you, you know, oh, yeah. it was moving inside the system. And I mean, so, you can duck. And yeah. I, I mean, so you could tell how old uh, Mark and I are when it comes to playing video games, because when we were playing the game, we were just standing in the center and shooting and not really moving. But or, playing, or playing duck hunt and having yeah. the gun on the screen. Exactly. Um, where... When you got a couple of younger guys, I mean, they were, you know, jumping left and right, yeah, jumping backwards, absolutely. avoiding all the fire, which was, you know, keeping them alive, which was, I mean, shows our age when we play uh, video games now. So, but that was definitely one of the cooler um, concepts and, you know, things to look at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if that's something that you might be interested in, I'm, I'm going to have some more kind of specific details on what all the... Um, the demo involved, what all pieces are, are required and whatnot, and uh, kind of some basic retail costs, and actually how many games there are and the type of games. And that's something I think we can touch on real quick that, you know, just briefly, um, the game's level in comfort sensitivity. So, like, the one we played, I mean, you know, it was fine. Yeah. I didn't feel queasy at all. You know, it's no, fine. But yeah. there are some, depending on a person's... Um, sensitivity mm-hmm. to those sort of things like you can play some where you are I think you said one where like you're jumping out of a plane or something yeah, like so that like right I mean they said that people wanted to be able to fly yeah so I want to like, be able to fly right if you fly then you're going to be you know your senses are going to be heightened to the fullest extreme so it's people who are sensitive to that type of motion and everything that's what they said it, you may not want to play that type right. of game uh, the but game, there, there are many more games out there than I thought there were yeah point, he so. said uh, 30 available right now, 40 that are uh, already on the way, and then, you know, probably by this time next year, you know, close to 100 more on the right. way and stuff. So, um, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable to be able to test it out. Thank you again to uh, people at Newegg for letting us uh, try it out. Like we said, we'll have a, a post about it and, you know, a little bit more in-depth review. Uh, thing uh, about... This con that, you know, Wizard World, how I quite enjoyed was the um, organization that, uh, with the volunteers, basically yeah. how organized it was, you know. There were a lot of people around. A lot of people around, and then just how, you know, being able to get everything done, um, if you needed an autograph or needed a photo, you know, buy a photo ticket and stuff, it was just, it ran really smooth. And so, and there were no signs either, which no. was fine. Yeah. Um, I think one, because it was a smaller area. You didn't need signs. You could figure it out. Yeah. But two, even without the signs there, like it, I mean, it wasn't like you were standing in a line and you had no idea what you were standing in. Right. You're absolutely right. It was extremely organized. And it wasn't like you were waiting in line for autographs or anything for because of the the event. Right. Um, you know, it was because that's people wanted the autograph or people wanted the photo ops and the photo ops went you know pretty smooth. You know, you stood yeah. in line. I think we were in line. I thought we were gonna stand for a long time. Right? Yeah, I would say no longer. I would say easily under 10 minutes. Oh, without, a, without a doubt, minutes. under 10 minutes. And we were at the back of the line, too. Um, and the great, you know, um, opportunity, like, or not opportunity, but the system they have in place with uh, taking pictures and the photo ops, you take your picture and you walk probably oh, yeah. 40 yards at yeah. most. By the time you get to the printers that are 40 yards away, your picture, your 8x10 picture done. is already done, waiting on Sitting you. Sitting there waiting for you, yeah. And so, you know, the other conventions I've gone to, uh, it's a little bit more time, and maybe because of the amount of people in attendance and so forth, um, but that was something that I was just, like, purely amazed by. Um, I thought, you know, that this convention 
ran smoothly. You know, there wasn't any major uh, hiccups. I think the, the worst thing that happened was uh, Jason David Frank was uh, about 25 to 30 <laughs> minutes late for his yeah, signing. Plane, you know, he, he didn't, you know, celebrities fly in the same day and, you know, fly out the same day. So uh, their flight schedules do get messed up sometimes. And so then they have to either come in late or cut short of autograph session. But he made it up. He stayed and auto got everybody's autograph that, you know, waited in line. And he was very patient with everyone. He thanked everyone for waiting and being patient. Yeah. And he spent time, instead of just rushing through and saying, okay, i got to get through these autographs, he talked to everyone, made sure that every that his autograph was perfect. And every celebrity did that. Every celebrity took time to talk to every single person. So, And that's something that you got to say about Wizard World and, you know, these, these cons. As more and more celebrities start coming to these cons because um, this is where they really make their money for their livings because uh, a lot of celebrities and TVs and movies, you know, they do make a good amount of, like, you're – not a good amount, but they do make money from the television shows. Right. And, but a lot of it goes to the agents and all the other things that have to go into, you know, their lifestyle and everything. Um, so they don't make as much money as, you know, we assume they do. It's not until they hit, like, their show hits syndication or yeah. their movie hits, you know, um, you know, profit and all that kind of stuff that they really start to see big money. So these celebrities, you know, do these conventions uh, to, to pay the bills and so... They could easily just come in, and there are some celebs that I, you know, I won't name, but I've been to conventions where they literally just walk in and they don't care. Don't look, don't yeah. even look like they want to be there. Yeah, and don't want to be there, and they're just, they just want your money, and that's it. Um, you know, there's one sports figure that I'll call out at left and right. That's Pete Rose. Uh, hmm. um, I, you know, my dad loved Pete Rose, and we went to, you know, a, a sporting event where he was signing autograph when I was a little kid. We got our picture taken, and then about 15 years later. He was signing autographs, uh, you know, near us. So we decided to go get that picture taken uh, and autographed. And the guy didn't, like, Pete didn't even look at us. He was talking to one of his business guys, just signing autographs, not even paying attention to who was in front of him. And so, uh, like, I vowed, to, you know, that I would never support Pete Rose ever again. And so there's some celebrities that are like that, and I will not deal with. I won't even ask for interviews from or anything like that. So. Um, Wizard World does a great job of picking what celebrities uh, come to these events, you know, because there you could easily have, uh, you know, a hundred celebrities come to, uh, you know, this convention and sign autographs. But right. if a hundred come and seventy-five of them are, you know, are assholes, then yeah, I mean, you know, what's the point of coming back if you're not going to enjoy your experience? And people are spending good money for these autographs and for these photo ops, so. You want to make sure that you invite celebrities that are going to take the time and effort and stuff. So, sure. like Sarah Underwood, what a sweetheart she was. Yeah, she was great. Every person that came to get an autograph, she sat and talked to. And, you know, that girl is hands down just a, a ma an amazing person. Well, um, and even at the, like, the photo sessions, <clears throat> Sarah Underwood and uh, uh, Jason David Frank, they both, both of them, like, even though they kind of want them to go quickly, you can tell the photographers kind of want them to move, they would sit there and at least say something oh, yeah. to e each one, or every person that went through. They did you poses, know? everything. Yeah. It wasn't just, like, uh, sitting on it. So, so I've been to a convention with a celebrity that wouldn't even get up out of his chair. Yeah, right. And you paid, it was $75 to, to get this person's picture, and yeah, you sat no. in the chair, and you had to kneel down because it looked so awkward because... He was sitting in the chair, and if you stood up next to him, the height difference would be so weird. So they made everybody kneel or 
would get on his knees to take a picture. He wouldn't get up, and you, it wasn't because he was injured or old or anything. This guy was, you know, in his early 30s. So, yeah, it's a, it, you know, the celebrities, everyone that, you know, went through and all the fans were excited. There wasn't a, a, a single fan that was upset for any photo op that went through and everything. No. Um, and, you know, the panel, that, that was pretty cool. So, um, they have the Q&A panels on the main floor with the vendors and the signatures area. So you could go and see and not have to wait in line and everything like that. Um, they stretch some of the panels questions, you know, 20, 30 minutes over because you had people wanting to have questions and, and wanted answered. And so um, some conventions just say, no, we're out of time. See ya. This one right. didn't. So that was pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah, that was great. Well, yeah. definitely, definitely a highlight for me. Yeah. Um, so... Basically wrapping up, you know, Wizard World Convention, if it's coming to your area, they've got a couple dates already lined up, and, you know, they're uh, heading out to um, Seattle and Cleveland area next year um, and stuff. If they are coming by to your area and you're kind of wondering, should I go, should I not go, I'm telling you right now, go. Especially if you have a family. Take your family with you. Make it a day or the weekend and just have a good time. You know, there's plenty of vendors that go to these events that, you know, your, your kids will be able to buy something for a little cheap, but they'll also have fun, especially, you know, at the video game uh, areas and stuff, and to meet some of these nostalgic, you know, iconic uh, people that, you know, we've grown up, you know, admiring and loving. So uh, I highly re recommend this convention. You know, I've, there's only maybe two conventions I've been to in this past year that I would say don't bother, don't waste your money on. Um, but... You know, this one is right up there. It, you know, um, is it up there? You know, is it going to be like a, a San Diego Comic Con? Don't expect anything like that. Right. But if you want a good time with your family, especially if you have little kids, definitely go to this convention if it comes by your city. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I I think it's one of the ones where um, if you know, like you said, it's either in your hometown or you know, decent driving distance, a couple hours. I would, I would definitely attend it. I, you know, I don't think it's one that I would probably fly to or anything like that. Um, but yeah, you know, it was, it was a good time. It had a different feel, but it was, a, it was, it was great. I still had a great time with it. Um, so yeah, if it's in your area, I would 100% recommend that you check it out and also see who, what celebrities are going to be there as well. I think that kind of. Um, really helps between uh, choosing whether you want to get like a one or two or three day pass right depending on who's going to be there uh, just because um, sometimes with uh, like the con like today um, they're not at every single day like Jason David Frank just got in today and I think he's there tomorrow but then like uh, Dean Ambrose and Becky Lynch are just there tomorrow so it kind of just depends so I would definitely uh, look into that as well but it was uh, it was a good day yep well, thank you once again from the uh, PR team at Wizard World. You guys did an uh, amazing job. Volunteers there did an amazing job. Thanks for allowing us to come in and, you know, be able to take pictures and uh, talk to some of your guests. And it, it overall, just hands down, great hospitality. Um, like Mark and I said, you know, if you get a chance, if Wizard World's coming by your area for a comic convention, definitely stop and check it out. Um, so that's it from us. Uh, make sure you check in on our other podcasts, Los Fanboys podcast. Uh, check out Comic Uno's weekly roundup that comes out on Mondays every day at around 11 a.m. Uh, she gives great insight on what's going on for the week, and you know, just basically, uh, you know, uh, basic 
uh, comics and TV shows she's been watching and her opinion on that. And then always check out The Weekend Warrior that comes out on Monday. Edward Douglas uh, posts uh, some amazing uh, write-ups about all the independent movies and popular movies that are coming out um, and some great interviews, too, as well. So that's it for Mark and Mike in uh, LRM TV Podcast. Make sure you check us out next time.